18 summers, maybe 19 or 20, but 18 summers. That's how many summers you get with your kiddos. My kids get out of school next week and we are going to be switching up all of our routines. Um, I'm actually on contract with the university during the summer, but there is a change of pace and I do have a couple of vacations planned. Bring it on, but 18 summers. Part of the reason that I'm so passionate about Plan Go Plan is that I have so much respect for time. The uncertainty of how much time we get, our inability to control it fully, and how valuable these moments are. This moment, right now. What a gift. How do we, in the wild chaos of summer, when our routines are all a bit wonky, how do we savor it, enjoy it fully? How do we slow down time and soak in the sun? That's what this episode's about. How to savor summer as working moms. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun, simple, and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals playfully. lightly. Let's get started. Y'all, I am so excited. I started a Facebook community for Plan Go Plan. I'll make sure that I put a link to it in the show notes, but you should just be able to get on Facebook and search Plan Go Plan and it should show up. It's going to ask you a couple of questions and then you can join the group. Y'all, I am not a huge fan of social But I do like the community that it can cultivate. And I do really like Facebook groups. In fact, I sometimes wish that there was a way that I could log into Facebook and go right to the groups without, you know, sifting through all the feed stuff. I really wanted a way that I could hear more from you all, that I could connect with the struggles that maybe you're having with planning or goal setting or finding yourself and figuring out your purpose in the midst of motherhood. And so I'm really excited to have this Facebook community. I'm going to be doing things like on Mondays, I'll be asking you some weekly preview prompts that either you can jump in the comments and respond to, or they would act as really great ways to guide your journaling those mornings. Fridays, I'll try to have some review prompts. I'm hoping eventually to do some challenges to excite us, connect us. Anyway, I'm really excited So if you are on Facebook, check us out. Come join the Plan Go Plan community. All right, summers. Woo, I love summers. I love warmer weather. I love being outside. I like walks, bike rides, parks, pools. And yet summers have always been a bit disorienting to me. Um, It's like my routines are off. I flit. I don't know. I feel like I'm like a bee flitting from one thing to the next. 
I feel a little flitty in the summer. I'm a little frustrated with the lack of routine that we have. Um, child care is always a little hard in the summer. Ooh, can we have like a moment for that? But I also like the spontaneity of summer. I like the chaos. I like the way that it shakes things up. I like the way it invites us to play and shift our perspectives. I want to offer you all five ways to savor summer. Five ways to enjoy it, slow it down, savor it, right? The very first way to do this is to create practices that invite you and your family to pay attention to the details. Maybe it's checking on the growth of flowers in your backyard or in the neighborhood. And maybe you report the status of the flowers to each other each day. Maybe it's going for a walking scavenger hunt. There's some really fun printables for this on on Pinterest or Etsy. There are some really fun ways that you can get your family to pay attention to the details. And by paying attention to the details, you're going to be able to more fully savor your summer. The second thing is to evoke your senses. I'm so into evoking your senses. Um, Gretchen Rubin, I know, has a new book out on the senses. I haven't got a chance to read it yet, but when I do, I know I'll be sharing some of the stuff with you all. But one of the things that you can do is you can get in the practice of asking yourself, what are five things that I see, four things that I can touch, three things I can hear, two things I can smell, what's one thing I can taste? This is actually a coping technique for anxiety that is made to help ground you, to keep you in the present. But it's also super fun for you to do, for your kids to do, and it's a great way to start teaching them awareness of their own sensory experiences. And senses are incredibly connected to the way that we experience time. We might say that we feel time. So if you want to savor the summer, You want to pay attention and you want to evoke your senses. Eat that ice cream. Dip that toe into the cold pool. Sit in the hot sun and feel the sun on your face, on your skin. The third thing to help you savor the summer is to do something novel. Invite new experiences. Play. Learn something new. Now, you don't have to go on a wild vacation or spend a lot of money on an intense experience in order to do something novel. My kids are always teaching me ways to switch things up. So one night we were a little behind on dishes and we didn't have any silverware and toothpick night was born. We were out of silverware, and so we grabbed toothpicks, and we were like, ah, tonight is the night that we will eat everything with toothpicks. And it was a wild hit, and we bring it back from time to time. But there's just something like in that switch up that makes it feel novel, that makes it feel exciting. I'm amazed by how much just eating in a different location is wildly exciting to my kids. So we'll eat dinner on the floor in our three-season room or take it to a park, or eat on the couch. 
You know, just shaking things up in that way can create a novel experience that we're more likely to remember. When we are committing those things to our memory, that helps us sort of feel like we are savoring things. Brene Brown has this CD that played on loop in our car for the longest time, and it's on Imperfect Parenting. And in it, she tells this story about her daughter taking memory pictures with her mind. She kind of caught her daughter like staring at something. She was like, you know, what are you doing? And her daughter said, oh, I'm taking a memory picture. And she's like, well, what's that? And she's like, that's when I like look at things. I try to soak it in. I try to commit it to my memory so I don't forget it. I, I try to take a picture with my brain. I think about that a lot. I'm like, oh, I'm taking a memory picture. And so when we shake things up, when we have these novel experiences, we're more likely to be creating a memory that then we can take a memory picture of and revisit and savor. When we are experiencing something new, we tend to pay attention differently. We notice our sensory experiences differently. Um, there's something called a holiday paradox, and I'd never heard of this before. It's sometimes also called the vacation paradox, and it is a theory of time perception that was coined by the psychologist Claudia Hammond in a book called Time Warped, Unlocking the Mysteries of Time Perception. She's really trying to figure out why is it that time flies when you're having fun? But then later, so later you kind of look back on it and it feels like it lasted longer than it really did. So you're on vacation and as you're on vacation, it feels like it flies by. But like looking back, you're like, ooh, it felt like a great deal of time actually passed. When we have a novel experience, we might feel like time is flying by. But then we have this deeper impression of that time that creates these bundle of unique memories that will also give that feeling of time also a stretch or a substance to it. I don't know. It's Time is so interesting to me, how we experience, how we try to talk about it, how we try to control and manipulate it. It's all really interesting to me. The fourth way that you can savor your summer is to be bored. Be bored. Being bored slows down time. We know this. Anytime you're bored, you're looking at your watch. You're like, how long is this meeting going to last? How long am I going to have to wait in this line? How long is it going to take my kids to find their shoes so that we can go for a walk? <laughs> we often think about being bored in a really negative light. That being bored is bad. I have worked to shift my feelings about boredom, and I now think that boredom is amazing. Uh, my friend Angela and I, we want to host a series of boring workshops where we hold space for people so they can just be bored. Um, and I don't know if anybody will attend these workshops, but I think that it's a great idea. <laughs> So there's this book called Bored and Brilliant by Manoj Samarordi. And in this book, the author is talking about how important being bored is to creativity, is to generating new ideas. And she writes a lot about how being a new parent was actually really boring. And she noticed 
in being bored, the way that it kind of forced her to start paying attention. She tells the story about going on these walks with her infant and starting to notice when flowers were blooming and what sort of flowers were in her neighborhood and just starting to pay attention differently in part because she was bored. So as you think about your summer, leave space to do nothing. Sit and stare at the backyard. Be bored while your kids play. Again, at the park. Walk around the lazy river 83 times. That's the goal that my kids set for us this summer. So if you wonder where I'm at, I am in the lazy river. (laughs) But be bored and recognize sort of the gift of boredom. My fifth tip for savoring the summer is to have a family gratitude practice. To savor something means to enjoy it fully. And gratitude practices will help you find the joy in the everyday. So we do a gratitude practice every night before we go to bed. We, um, we ask the kids, you know, what was your favorite part of the day? What's something that made you happy? And then we record what their responses are in a line a day journal. You could also use, if you aren't familiar with this, there's a five-minute journal app. Um, There's also a book version of it, and it's absolutely wonderful. It asks you a few questions. You can record what you're grateful for, and then you can also upload photos or things like that that you also might want to remember. But you can create a gratitude practice that works for you and your family. And to practice gratitude and finding a way to capture it can create a really good record or memory of the wonderful summer that you had together. Nothing has changed how I experience time (laughs) as much as having kids has. It's wild. But 18 summers, y'all, that's what we get. So let's savor them. To recap, adopt practices that get you paying attention to details, evoke your senses, learn something new or invite novel experiences, and then get bored and get grateful. Summer can be magical chaos. It can be full of memories. I wish for you a summer full of adventures with periods of lazy tucked in. I wish for you an appreciation for the time that you do have together. I wish for you sunshine and silliness and a summer you can savor. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all, so pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.